Welcome to the Living Fiction Podcast, a cheeky memoir of how a DID system became a manipulator's personal puppet show. Twice. Um, so I am here with uh, someone who is codenamed Phoebe today, who has contacted me about their close associations with codename April. <laughs> Your condolences are appreciated. Now, <laughs> uh, how did you meet Codename April? So I first met her in middle school. Um, so just a little bit of background. I moved back to our town um, when I was in sixth grade. So I met her later in middle school. So, I mean, I really didn't know a ton of people quite yet. And we sat next to each other in a science class. And I was watching her draw, and I really liked that. And I mean, I hung out with her probably until sophomore year, and we just kind of drifted apart. I ended up hanging out with um, some people that I had more classes in common with. So I was taking some really advanced classes like AP and what have you. So for me, unfortunately, art classes went by the wayside where that was more her interest. Okay. But, but we'd hang out um, literally on a corner at the entrance. Um, Nebby was there too. Um, there was quite a few of us, and the, there was a pair of twins. There was sometimes they didn't always show up, but I mean, you you, you knew where to find us. Yeah, I I do actually have flashes of that corner. Um, I'll have to I'll have to show you the new blog Zach's is working on because he has a bunch of Neb's memories and talked uh-huh. about when that corner endured a territorial dispute. Yep, it was catty corner to it. I mean, pardon the expression, but yeah, she was over by the library. I actually remember one time um, she brought Abel a Christmas present and just left it like on her binder. And I remember April making a comment about it, just like, um, she can't do it to my face or something like that. I don't know. Something along those lines. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That makes about, that makes sense from what I know. Um, so, what were your first impressions, really, of April? Um, mostly just that she was an artist. I mean, she was really unique. She was not someone I I had ever encountered before. No one like her. I mean, she was just different, but I really enjoyed watching her draw. I remember that, because nobody had ever really drawn in front of me. Oh. And watching her take a few lines and turn it into some pretty amazing portraits, that was pretty cool. Did April ever tell you that they were a vampire, or hint that they were? Oh, more than hint, yeah. Made that pretty clear. Um, She was also writing a story, and actually it was a really good story. I was pretty intrigued by it, you know, my teenage middle school self. But I remember enjoying, like, reading that, and every time she'd write a new chapter, I was so engrossed in it. But it was about the people she was hanging out with who happened to be vampires. And just leading off of that, uh, how how did she, like, explain this to you? Was, like, did you question oh. it or, you know, middle school mind did think to? Middle school mind was oblivious. Uh, adult mind doesn't do much better sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I'm trying to remember. I want, I, I want to say she was turned is what she told me. Okay. And, and also, do you re- does Neb have a memory of the um, high school newspaper by chance? 
No, no. I, I mean, I don't, but could be someone something else. This could be something someone else remembers. Well, I remember she liked poetry and art, so I didn't know if maybe she was involved in that in any way, shape, or form. Um, but the reason I bring that up, I remember there being an article um, on April, and the school psychologist was interviewed for it about you know the kids that think they're vampires. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just thought of that this weekend. I wanted to make sure you heard that one. I remember you explaining that Neb's memories are kind of like tapes. You get snippets. Mm. So I didn't know if there was a snippet of that one. No, but I need to get a hold of this immediately. I wonder if I still have my old copies, but I don't know if there's any archives of it. Yeah, I may have to Google that after this. (laughs) Now, the group of vampire friends that your new friend hung out with, uh, how are these people and characters introduced to you? Mostly through the story, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, because I never actually met any of them. And through some of our conversations, I'm believing they're not real. Um, but yeah, it was mostly through the story. And then she would, you know, oh, I was hanging out with so-and-so and we did this. They told me this funny joke. Stuff like that. And I tried telling these jokes to my parents that they didn't think they were quite as funny. But <laughs> retrospect being 2020, or being 2020, being yeah, hindsight being twenty twenty, um, I can see why, because, I mean, if she was hanging out with people who were drinking, and we were all of 13, 14, that might have thrown a flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure many parents would hear about this and be like, oh, I hope there's uh-huh. a guidance counselor involved. <laughs> right? It's probably like, you know, when you watch Little Mermaid way back in the day, and you're like, yes, you are an adult. Go, make your own decisions. And then you're like, and now she's like, I'm 16. And it's like, mm, you're still a child. Listen to your dad. Oh, yeah. Everyone, like, clinically under the age of 18 is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and even over the age of 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, so, you know, you mentioned that they were, like, you know, drinking and, you know, smoking, even though, like, most of you were 14, 13. Did any one of these characters exhibit like suicide or a toxic or abusive behavior to you or anyone else that you heard about? Um, not to me. So, I mean, I had a crush on one of the ones she had mentioned and actually two of them, they were brothers. Um, one was closer to our age though. And it was never really encouraged. Like I think I emailed Maybe Facebook chatted with one, but, you know, it was never really encouraged or discouraged. Like, my relationship would have never progressed, I guess is a good way to put it. Okay, so it was basically like, these people are there if you want to chat, but you were not pressured into chatting or told you can't interact with them? Um... Maybe leaning a little more towards can't. And I'm sorry. I mean, this was over 15 years ago, maybe. Oh, yeah. No, I. I yeah. No. Or give or around there. So trying to remember some of the stuff. It's a little fuzzy. Um, I do know there was one that had some suicidal thoughts. Actually, a couple. Of them. Um, there's like three of them that did nothing towards me. Um, one of them actually insulted me and called me a bug, which is kind of damaging. Not terrible, but, you know, definitely not good for 13, 14-year-old self-esteem. Yeah. Um, and then the one that I had a crush on, I mean, very rarely replied, never seemed to be available. 
I mean, stuff really wasn't given to me. And, you know, when I got, I would get excited because, of course, I had a crush. I was 13, 14. Mm-hmm. You get excited over that stuff. Um, but no, I don't think that really would have gone anywhere. Um, but I do remember a couple had suicidal thoughts, you know, because of girlfriends, boyfriends, what have you. Um, I remember one being in the hospital a couple of times. And I, I think it's the one that we both know of. Yeah, I think I know exactly which one you're talking about. Uh, yep, it was with one of your alters. It, was there any instance where, like, let's say if you offended April, the kind of characters would react to that or try to go after you about that? No. Um, I didn't interact with them very much. And it somehow got to my mom and her mom that the um, that, that group were pedophiles i think somebody was spreading a rumor and um so i really didn't have any interaction after a little while i was a pretty sheltered child yeah i mean i remember the descriptions that like you know neb was given was that these a lot of these people were like you know early like late teens 20s sometimes 30s and encouraging like kids to flock to their house and drink and everything Mm -hmm. which I'm sure it's, like, a cool teenage fantasy, but would alarm right. many adults. Yeah, and I mean, you know, of course, as a teenager, I'm like, Mom, it's fine. And now I'm like, okay, maybe Mom actually did know best. <laughs> maybe. just. But also finding out they're likely, and I, I say likely because I have no proof one way or the other. Mm. We'll put that out there. Um, it probably wasn't a big deal since they weren't real. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, this person has, um, last I heard, said that this was all fake and that we were all supposed to know that, but we'll get to that. Okay. Okay, I, uh, then, yeah, then it was probably fine because they weren't real. Yeah. Um. So, you did witness Neb and April's relationship, friendship. Uh, did you witness any toxicity or kind of codependence within it? Um. More codependence, again, going back to my teenage obliviousness, I probably didn't witness as much toxicity as I did uh, just the codependence. You know, Neb really wanted to be around April and just kind of, how do I put this? Kind of followed her around, kind of subservient maybe. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't witness some of the toxicity because April seemed to have a relationship. Neb was actually in a relationship, to my knowledge, with someone named War. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, he had a whole so, physical body, social security <laughs> number and everything. <laughs> dang. And I never met him as well. Just That just never happened. Neb and I weren't that close. We would text um, stuff on Facebook, stuff like that, but nothing. We hung out like once or twice. But the more toxicity I witnessed was more if April was slighted, the other person would be insulted. A good example, she didn't seem to have as much to say about you. She really liked you. So it was a good example. I don't know what she did. I don't know when, but she would like, she would slam her basically, you know, like she was make comments about how Yoko was copying her just you didn't want to be on her bad side it it could get really catty i guess is a good way to put it but from my perspective 
she was always with Yoko and Neb, and I wanted that. But I never seemed to be able to get inside those good graces. Yeah, and that kind of leads to the question, was she, like, toxic and catty with you? Um, a little bit. But, I mean, I'm, I guess I've always been someone who's been kind of, like, eager to please. Yeah. So I probably censored myself, made sure to, you know. Um, there was someone in her life that passed away on Valentine's Day. Mm, yeah. uh, so, you know, tiptoeing around things like that, that's that's kind of the person I am, if I'm being honest. Yeah, for some reason, like, it seems like this person kind of surrounds themselves with a bunch of people pleasers that aren't uh-huh. too secure in themselves. I, I couldn't imagine why. Yeah, right? <laughs> no. Well, now you put it that way, it seems a little more obvious. Like I said, this person has come forward and basically dismissed every single one of these people as, like, roleplay characters. Was this ever presented to you like a roleplay or like it wasn't 100% true and honest? Um, I guess in the story, but maybe the story left off the pages. Okay. Like, I knew these characters in the story, and but it, it always sounded like she was hanging out with these people, and I wanted to hang out with them so bad, and I just, I couldn't. Um, did she ever give excuses? No, I mean, I didn't hang out with her too much. I stayed at home a lot, because I had, I mean... I had a lot of homework. I was a procrastinator, so, you know, couldn't go out for this reason or that reason. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, you know, you mentioned, like, being in, a little bit involved in these people and, like, having crushes mm-hmm. and everything. Has this affected you long afterwards? Um, it kind of rocked my world when I've talked about it with you, where it's like, oh, shit, that person's not real. You know, this someone I thought about for literal years. You know, I mean, I was introduced to this character, I probably would have been about 13, 14, and by the time we kind of just drifted apart, I was closer to 16. Okay, yeah. So, yes, I wanted a boyfriend. I don't think boys were interested in me, and going back to that hindsight, yeah, I see why. Um, You know, she introduced me to anime, so of course I tried to Naruto run in gym one time, because who didn't? (laughs) Um, But I was also... I think going back to that toxicity, it was always an us versus them mentality. And as I think back on my own life, if I'd been nicer and not thought of those popular kids as us versus them, I probably would have had a lot more friends and had some better relationships because it isn't us versus them. There's some really nice people and they were all very driven to their own goals. And I'm amazed where some of these people have taken themselves. And those are people that, you would want to surround yourself with. Okay, that is good to know, because honestly, I, I probably have contact with, I want to say, five people from that high school, even with my thousands of Facebook friends. And that's about where my contact with them stops, you know. I'm Facebook friends with them. You, there's someone I think that's done, like, zoology, and she gets to go to some really cool places. Ooh. You know, like... It's just people like that. It's like, dang, I don't know what you wanted to do back in high school, but what you're doing now, I think is pretty cool as is. Um, and I wanted to ask you if you had any, you know, other anecdotes, uh, thoughts, but I do want to go back, go to that one story you're telling me about how um, April was telling you the proper way to hiss. Oh, yes, that was fun. So 
my dad was taking us to school one day. So we lived fairly close together. And I, every once in a while, and I forget why, um, we would pick her up and take her to school. Now, school was not far from us. We were actually um, inside a radius where we didn't get busing. Um, Marysville, at some point, decided that if you were within so many miles of the school, you didn't get busing. It was a way to cut costs. So I got taken to school, and we'd pick her up. One day, and we're, on, we're running the curve to the high school. I don't know how this came about. Maybe I was talking about cats or something and she was like well this is a vampire hiss and this is a cat hiss and my dad's just sitting there like okay <laughs> and it got brought up later by your dad yeah and by my parents every once in a while <laughs> remember that one time yeah 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 um try not to though thanks <laughs> Yeah, if my parents ever paid that much attention, I'd be having those same awkward <laughs> conversations. But, like, I've even, well, I mean, my mom noticed things, but, like, my dad just kind of, like, routinely forgets he has children, so that explains a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard not to pay attention when you're in a truck. Yeah. And so you're all three sitting next to each other. Kind of hard to miss that one. Well, oddly, like, I've, I have had snippets of you know, April and Neb talking in the back of April's dad's car mm -hmm. about all of these people that they hang out with and all of the magical powers and all of the weird social dynamics within the vampire group. Mm -hmm. And, like, the dad just never said anything, so I'm, I'm eternally curious as to what he was thinking. Well, and they were all kind of... Like, they all slept with each other. They were all friends. Of course, there was, like, two clicks of them. It was Vampire Night is probably a really good comparison. You know, you've got the day kids kind of emo, and then you've got the night kids that are just all too perfect. It was like two groups like that. Oh, yeah. No, I it, like as I get older and like it's funny because I can't even watch anime that is ten, more than 10 years old most of the time because I'm uh -huh. afraid that I'll recognize someone or something. <laughs> I, I feel like I can't enjoy something like Studio Ghibli, mm -hmm. she introduced me to those. And for the longest time, Ponyo was one of my favorite movies. And now I'm just like, as beautiful as the art is, I just can't bring myself to finish it anymore. Or I started trying to watch them, just the other ones. And now I'm like, I just, I just can't. Um, there's some anime that I can watch because I have different memories. Like Fruits Basket was some other friends of mine or on high school. But I'll probably never finish Vampire Night. Yeah. But nobody's ever going to tarnish Full Metal Alchemist. Let me just say that. Yeah. No, I I started watching that recently, and then I came across a little girl named Alicia, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that arc in itself, though. <laughs> yeah. That episode, uh, yeah, that one's hard to watch. Oh, yeah, it's, it's hard to watch for multiple reasons, but I had that weird psychological layer to it. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about a bunch of these characters, to be honest, until we started talking. Yeah, of course, like, I go back, and there is still profiles of so many of them that were mm -hmm. created by, you know, April's mm -hmm. body and my body, and it's just weird to see the statuses between everyone else. Well, and have you noticed that those profiles haven't been active since almost all the same point? Because that was something that occurred to me after a little while, like, hmm, 
maybe these are run by the same person when they haven't been active since almost all around the same time. Yeah, I think it was right around the time that April left for um, Undisclosed University. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, another anecdote, something I kind of knew. Um, so after our first years of college at our respective colleges, I messaged her and I'm like, hey, do you want to go get lunch at the Mexican restaurant in town? She's like, yeah, sure, that'd be great. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll pick you up this day, this time, whatever. So I go over and I pull up, I'm beeping, I'm calling, I'm texting, and I go back home. She's like, oh, sorry, I forgot. And that was pretty much the end of it. And I'm just like, you know what? All right. That was something I thought about this weekend, too. I'm just like, hmm. Remember that last, like, contact? I know Neb was fed, like, an odd story about how apparently you started falling off the radar after she'd invited you over for, like, a New Year's get-together, but your mom picked you up early, and the fact that you, like, agreed with what your parent was doing was just unforgivable. I wondered what I looked like in her eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember I went home early one morning because um, I just... She liked to stay up super late, and at that time, I didn't. You know, midnight was about it, because I was usually up reading. So after a little while, my eyes would just get tired, and it was just time for bed. And hang out with her, and I had to, like, force myself to stay up to, like, 3 and 4 in the morning. And I woke up. I couldn't get back to sleep one day, and I just I just left. I was like, I, I mean, like I said, I lived close enough that I was just like, I'm going to go home. Um, I don't remember being invited to a New Year's get-together but, yeah, my parents paid my rent. They made sure I was clothed and fed. Of, and, of course, I listened to them. Like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know many. I mean, a lot of my other friends, you know, oh, I can't. You know, my mom says this. Okay. It, that was just kind of generally accepted. But I think the reason we drifted apart is just I started – some specialized classes my junior year. I mean, I was taking like chemistry, accounting, AP courses. And I was just hanging out with the people because that actually had those classes with me because I shared uh, a couple of those specialized classes with several people. So we would get together and study and hang out. So that was more, you know, I didn't have any art classes. I want to say all of my junior year and half my sophomore year. So, I mean, I didn't have that in common. I was just on so many other different classes. Okay, that, it is good to know. Um, uh, I, I did want to circle back to the one who uh -huh. apparently died on Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Um, you know, now, now knowing that, you know, this was all apparently a role play to this person and these were all characters, um, how April act, reacted on Valentine's Day is all the more interesting in hindsight. Yeah, I don't really get that. I mean, if she wasn't real, what was the reason for hating Valentine's Day? Especially if you have a boyfriend to do things with. Yeah, the, the boyfriend that had the um, name from Death Note. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Two of them supposed... had names from Death Note. From right, the Death and, Note. And, the, and he supposedly went to a high school in another city that was not far away. Yeah. Now, I remember there was uh, one friend Neb had, I think her name is Chelsea, I don't know if you'd ever been introduced. Uh -uh. But at one point, April was actually over at that house, and since 
Chelsea was like kind of like questioning it. Uh-huh. Her mom was also kind of in on the questioning of it and was just kind of like, oh, hop in the car, give us a, the address. We'll go over right now and we'll meet your friends. And April kind of like did the stuttering around and just kind of like, oh, well, they, they might be busy. I don't know. I got swallowed by a wormhole. I invited <laughs> to hang out with it. Like go back to that New Year's party. I don't ever remember there being a New Year's party. I mean, I don't know if, you, if Neb was at it. Maybe it was. Maybe I just don't remember it. But depending on what was going on New Year's, I either had other plans, like hanging out with family, for example, or my parents. Yeah. Or being the homebody that I still am, I could have just been at home and just not interested in being out late. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I mean, I mean, it's just interesting in, to what this person kind of views as mm-hmm. betrayal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, in my mind, I think all we did was just drift apart because I took different classes. And... Apparently, I've slighted her in some way just by listening to my parents who, you know, were raising me. And who knows? Like, I guess it just kind of blows my mind. Like, that's the slight is that somebody's listening to their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you couldn't, like, I didn't do anything egregious. You know, I didn't copy your style. I didn't do anything. But I didn't show up to a party and I listened to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> like, that feels like such a weird teen character to me. Oh, that's the good girl. Like, that's my worst crime is being the goody two-shoes, the teacher's pet, what have you. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to hear your tape from the, if she ever does a 13 Reasons Why about all of us. Oh, yeah. My, my tape's going to have, like, three sides to it. It's not even <laughs> possible to have three sides to a tape, but it's going to have three. Well, you know, you can record a lot on the CD. Shit, you'll just have a USB drive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, you know, 2021. We can do a lot. (laughs) Just upload an audio file or, yeah. Isn't that Beatles documentary like eight hours long? That's what you'll have. You'll just have an eight hours long documentary or something. (laughs) I'd be flattered, to be honest. Um, That's pretty much the end of my questions, unless anything comes to mind. Um, unless anything has come up from our conversation, uh, I think we pretty much covered all the anecdotes I can think of. Okay, yeah. Uh, thank you for going back into, like, 15 years of your archived memories. <laughs> but, of course, this person has not, you know, stopped in the 15 years, so... Yeah. Yeah, I ended up unfriending them on Facebook um, for different reasons. When, and I, after a while, I actually had to unfollow because they were just posting so much. And I've done that to several people, just... I want to keep track of you. Like, I want to see how your life progresses. You know, you're going to cool places, especially when you're in college. But when you post and post and post and post, I can't take it. So it was important to me that I do an interview with Phoebe uh, during those first couple of weeks where I realized that I had dissociative identity disorder and realized it in the most traumatizing way possible. She was one of the first people to reach out to me and say, this was never presented to me as a role play. I remember these characters. I felt they were real too. You're not the only one. And that helped ground me. And there have been other victims of April's. There have been other victims of the Fairy Fantasy House. But this is one of the first 
people that gave me proof of that. So I do want to thank Phoebe for um, coming on the podcast. As I'm editing, I've noticed some odd audio distortion. Hopefully that's something that we will buff out as I get more tech savvy. I also noticed that my accent is off, so I think Zaxalari was listening, despite him being an antisocial bastard lately. But it always sounds like that whenever he is co-founding. I have at least two more interviews coming up that I will sprinkle throughout the series. Um, one of which is from another victim of the Fairy Fantasy House, and one of which is going to be with the one, the only, the fabric of my life, Cotton. So we will see you next time on the Living Fiction Podcast. Mm-hmm.